is preeminently the time to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Amari Global is the first ever revolutionary mental wellness company focusing on the gut-brain connection for adults and children. Amari's holistic products are designed to optimize performance, positivity, and motivation. The products are made with ancient natural wisdom combined by modern science that supports mood, focus, stress resilience, and whole body wellness. Whether you're an Olympic athlete or a stressed out parent, Amari Global's scientific approach is designed to meet you where you are and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Welcome back to AutismRadio.org, home of the world's first autism support radio network and proud 501c3 charitable organization, helping families challenged with autism every day get services they desperately need. Please help us make a difference in the autism community and find it in your heart to support one in 88 families in America today. Donate directly at AutismDonation.org. Now, stay tuned for a special broadcast of Hope Saves the Day with autism activist, super dad and author of The Spectrum Diet, Master Chef and the Hope Man himself, your host, Paul Simmons. Thank you for that great introduction. As always, it's great to be back on another edition of Hope Saves the Day. On today's program, I have a very special guest who does really amazing work in the autism community as a special education advocate and the founder of Speak Up, and is a special education advocacy, I can't say that word, of a certified mental health coach as well. And again, she has many years of personal and professional experience to really help lead and advocate children with special needs. I'd really like to give a warm welcome to Katrina Hayes. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I am glad we finally got a chance to connect. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think I reached out to you in March and then yes, yes. April, um, you got COVID and lost your voice. I did. I did. And so in between work schedules and everything else, we are here. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's great. And it, and it's definitely, uh, you know, Katrina, just an amazing story that you have to share with others, which I know can really benefit so many people. So, and again, I, I, I don't know how you do all this as well. So, so let's uh, jump right in and, and just tell me, you know, your story and, and how you started um, being an advocate for special needs. Okay, awesome. Well, I am the sister and mother of individuals with special needs. My son is 14, he's a teenager. Um, with autism. And then my brother just turned 30 um, with severe autism, nonverbal. And I won't tell you my age, but that is a significant <laughs> 30 years. That's a significant portion of my life. And once I became the mother of a child with autism, I had no idea what my mother was going through. 
Um, it's definitely a different role, different levels of responsibility. Um, gosh, the, the emotions that go into advocating and just feeling like, just feeling like you don't want to lose yourself in your role. Right. No, I, I totally get it. I, I mean, again, you know, I'm a parent of a 19 year old boy with autism and, and we get it. And many parents listening to this broadcast today totally understand what you're coming from. Yes. And when I, when I lived in New York, um, when my son was just um, diagnosed. But prior to that, I, I was living, um, I, I had a significant, there was a significant amount of time that I was in New York. And my mother is a retired correction officer for um, Rikers Island in New York. And she would work 16 hour shifts. And that does not include <laughs> sleep time. Wow. That, not include um, commute, which the commute could be anywhere from an hour um, to an hour and 15 minutes, depending on traffic. And so that didn't leave much time for um, the study that goes into effective advocacy. That, did, that didn't leave much time for the energy and the resolve that's needed sometimes in the IEP meetings. And so that's where I started getting my experience um, when I would attend IEP meetings with her. Wow. And, and just, the, just simply being the sibling of an individual with special needs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a different perspective, right? You, 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 you get it, but you don't get it until you are raising the child yourself. It's different. Yes, it puts you in a level of a, a lot of people don't know what's the difference between sympathy and empathy. And one of the main things with empathy is the ability to be able to go into someone else's shoes. And so that's something <laughs> that that was a life lesson that I learned that I, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. The level of responsibility um, that goes into rearing a child with special needs. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, though, that I was not prepared for was the little miracles that you experience daily, weekly um, milestones when they eventually say their first word or decide to spontaneous, spontaneously give you a hug. Or um, recently, my son learned to ride a bike. Wow, that's huge. Um, yes. Um, and so he knew how to ride a bike with training wheels. And then he went the next step up with a bigger bike with training wheels. And then COVID happened. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do in, in between the this, this step. And we have been pretty much hibernating for this time. Right. And I really started to feel bad because here you have this bike that you have outgrown. And then you have, we brought another bike, but I don't know how to teach you how to ride it. Um, and so we're in this, this stuck phase. Um, I found a program called I Can Bike. 
And this summer, Tristan learned how to ride a bike. It was wow. it was absolutely mind blowing to see a child go from not being able to ride a bike with training wheels to they they and the the, the program is wonderful because they purchased his bike. So it's a twenty six inch bike, and it was absolutely it was absolutely unbelievable to see. In five days, you go from no skill to skill. Yeah, that, that's amazing. I mean, uh, I can't. I can't even imagine how you were on cloud nine when that happened. I'm sure. Yeah, and their program. They have those yeah. programs. Um, they're usually in the summer, but I, I highly recommend. Um, if you can find an ICAM bike, an ICAM program, they also have. Um, swim lessons and there's dance lessons so i I highly recommend parents to to give it a go okay that's great well definitely uh they can check that out right so where can they go is there a website they can go you know what i don't have the website okay all right well we can share that on our on our website you can send me some information and we can put it up there absolutely So let's talk a little bit about this speakupadvocacy.com. Well, speak up. Um, I attended a, it was either eight to nine week training for partners in policymaking. Um, And it's a very intense uh, training, leadership training for parents of individuals with special needs or self-advocates. And we, our host, was an attorney and just with the the information and my participation, she said, well, you know what? You really should consider becoming an advocate and helping parents and providing resources. And I was like, at first I was like, well, you know, okay. Um, I didn't really think anything of it, but I noticed people started asking me for advice um, and resources. And so I said, okay, well, um, I'll start Speak Up Advocacy, um, Speak Up Special Education Advocacy. And it's weird because I wasn't sold on it until I was reading um, OWN. And there was, I was flipping through the pages and there was this um, page that had speak up and it was the colors, green, yellow, and it was another color. And my, my attention just, my attention honed in on the picture. And I said, something just feels really right about this. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I'm seriously considering um, starting an advocacy business. And I was like, hmm. I call it Speak Up Special Education Advocacy. And my colors are green. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. That's great. That is so yeah. cool. Who, I, I, who would even think? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's great. Wow. that's It's amazing how things come together sometime, Katrina, you know. It, it's very... <laughs> it's amazing how that works, right? Almost like supernatural. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, what was, um, so I know we were talking about it a while ago, again, since March, we, you mentioned about your son, um, in a Steve Harvey mentoring program. Yes. Um, I am a single mother 
And I always wanted Tristan to have a male figure. Um, and especially when he got to that teenage years, because I heard things could get really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, with teenagers. And so I did the best that I can. Like I have him watch um John Maxwell, Minute with Maxwell videos. Okay. Um <laughs> and things of that nature. But I said I actually need someone to to guide him during this pivotal time, at least, you know, to help out at the very beginning. Right. And during at the beginning of the the pandemic, Steve Harvey had these online mentoring sessions and they were pre-recorded. Okay. Um, so the next time around, I think that was like October, November of last year, they were taking entrance um, for the, the virtual program. So he would wow. actually go participating in a Zoom call. Um, and so I applied. We He got accepted. Wow. And I, I was floored because yeah. for one... Um, there were mo- the majority of the individuals in the program are neurotypical. Okay. Um, so I didn't know how that was going to even be received. Um, but after the first couple of sessions, they were told that they would be able to get a mentor, a one-to-one mentor. Um, and I was like, well, Tristan, do you want a, a one-to-one mentor? He said, yes. And during the next session, he spontaneously, when people, when they asked who wanted a mentor and who didn't get one, um, Tristan spontaneously verbally said, I want a mentor. Um, So I knew it was something that resonated with him, something that was going to be very meaningful for him. And when he linked up with a mentor, he had to mentor for about five months. And the thing that I absolutely love about his mentor is he didn't treat him any differently than he would have a neurotypical child. Um, of course, there were th- there were times where I had to facilitate some communication. Sure. Yeah, no, of course. Um, but he started the session with him doing a vision board. Who thinks about doing a vision board yeah. for a child with autism? No. Like right now, I want to run out the room and go into his room and get his vision board. <laughs> but I know, we are, I know we are, you know, we have some some time under some time constraints. Sure. Um, but oh, we'll have you back on again. We'll have you come on again. That's all. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of the vision board. Okay. Well, we can um, share that. We can definitely show that to people. That and as soon as we got off the phone, the first session, I ran out to Walmart and got about one, two, three, four, five, six. It was at least six to seven magazines. And that day, we were just looking through the magazines, and <laughs> he did a vision board at my um at wow. our house, and he also did a vision board at um our other family's house. Wow! And so. <laughs> it took a mind of his of his own. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it makes me emotional, and I'm not an emotional person because I'm from Brooklyn, New York. All right, all right. <laughs> she shows she's got tough skin, but we know how that is. They're soft on the inside. We know hard exterior. We know. 
just thinking about it because he had skateboarding on the um, vision board. He had Steve Harvey on the vision board, John Maxwell. Um, he loves Thomas the Train. He has Michelle and Barack Obama. He has canoeing. He has um, a cake. Hmm. And he learned how to skateboard. Wow. He was invited to Steve Garvey's golf tournament, um, the, the annual fundraiser. And there's a pitch, picture online of him with Steve Harvey. Wow. Um, I got invited to a woman's business um, networking um, event. And they wanted me to bring Tristan to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> to talk about speak up advocacy, but yeah. they were so interested in his um, vision board. And so we got there. They, they already knew that he was into John Maxwell. Sure. And so they give him this book, this autograph book from John Maxwell. Wow. And they give me a, a leadership book. And so he didn't, he didn't meet John Maxwell, okay. which he, that's his preference right. on his vision board. Well, we're going to try we, to help him with that. We'll get, we'll see if we can make that happen. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. But it's the fact that he took the, he, the, his mentor was able to see something that I didn't see. Create a spark in myself and my son. Get Tristan's wheels turning. He places these items on the vision board. And your, your brain has no choice but to take the steps and the actions to make these things happen. Now, what, will you, um, did he um, reach all the, go we didn't go canoeing. We wanted to go to the White um, Water Rafting Center in Charlotte. Um, but with COVID and everything, I was like, well, you know what, we'll, we'll wait. But the fact of the matter is, so many times, children on the spectrum are met with low expectations. That we don't give them the space to dream. We don't give them the space to be themselves. Um, and sometimes we can hold on so tight that we place our own limitation on them. This is true. Very true. And I think we've all, as parents of an autistic child, have done that at one point or another. Um, and I learned myself, you know, that I, I like to use the term limitless in my vocabulary now. Um, every time you cease to amaze me, he does something new, my son. Um, learn how to cut the grass now with me, of course, with assistance, but he's cutting the grass. He's doing recycling. He's doing a lot of things that he loves to do and he enjoys it. Um, wow. And he's contributing. I think it's amazing. In fact, I got to be honest. I said this all the time. I said, he does more than my daughter does, who's 22. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I get her to do half the things he does, I mean, he'll load the dishwasher, he'll empty the dishwasher. He... Again, he he has his chores and he enjoys doing these things. And I, I got to be honest, 10 years ago, I would have never thought that. I never would have thought of all these things that he's capable of doing. And we're just 
keep introducing new things all the time and he and he enjoys it and i would do it with him i think that's the other thing is that i participate in that um you know so i think he enjoys that but but i also um wanted to talk about the book i know you've been working on writing this book yeah so let's talk about the book the book (laughs) um it's interesting because when I was a teenager, um, and I, I wasn't the teenager my son is. My son is a really good kid. I was a, a troublemaker. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're going to hear, Mom, don't listen to this. Katrina's not going to We won't air this, Mom. I'm just kidding. Um, and a lot of times I, I had um, pen pals. That, they, they had these magazines. I don't remember the name of the magazines, but you can write in and get pen pals. And I would get all these letters and it would be a way to process my feelings. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And that disappeared. Um, and so I don't know exactly when I got the inclination to the beginner writing, but I started writing. Um, and I was like, you know, I would really like to write a book about autism. And I said, well, you know what? I don't want to write a book about my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to write a book, you know, that's exciting and fun and colorful. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, well, you know, when are you gonna? And then you have all those those, those thoughts, you know. Yeah. You, know, you know, at time. And one day, I just sat down and wrote out the book, and I was like, oh my goodness! I, it, <laughs> so I had the the words on paper for a, a while now, but um, until I started taking some workshops and really get some structure around how the book is supposed to be. You got to find an editor and yada, yada, yada. Um, I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to publish a book. Um, So the book is about a boy um, with autism who encourages the world to think, think differently. And it's about my son. The main character is my son, a, a younger version of my son. But it talks about friendship and um, some quirks, like my son doesn't like to wear socks. Um, And so it's it's a book exposing, it's a book that individuals with special needs are able to see themselves. It's a book that um, neurotypical individuals will be able to read and say, huh. I, I see. I saw that before, or you know, hmm. This was something that I was told, but I see now it's not true. Um, like one of the myths are about uh, children with special needs, mm-hmm. children with autism, is that they don't like people. Right. Um, <laughs> furthest, furthest thing from the truth. And yeah. and and then the other one was the big myth was oh they don't know how to love. Uh, they're not affectionate. Well, let me tell you, my son hugs all the time. So everything they used to say, he proved wrong. Mm. I remember and those so days. The book is about that. Um, yeah. We had a um, someone do illustrations, but they weren't aligned. I'm pretty finicky about how I have children portrayed in books. 
Okay. Um, so we had to go back to the drawing board and find another illustrator. So I am, the goal is to have the book launch um, in April of 2023 during okay. Autism Awareness Month. And so we have an illustrator. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty, I'm That's pretty awesome. excited about it. Well, I think it's great. I, I think it's a great story. I mean, uh, again, your life is so interesting as it is everything you're doing, Katrina. Um, you know, even I would love to talk to you one time about your mom. It sounds like your mom's pretty interesting too. had a, probably some crazy stories working at Rikers Island. Oh my <laughs> God, I can only imagine that. Um, <laughs> Just that alone, she sounds like a very interesting woman. I would love to talk about her, too. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I guess, obviously, once you get this book, you know, to the publishing, we definitely want to help promote your book here on Hope Saves a Day. Uh, we definitely want to get behind your mission, your goals to help others. Um, so what do, what do you see after the book? What else? Is there any goals or anything you'd like to see done in the world of autism, or you personally achieve in this realm? Hmm. I would like, um, I have thought about starting a nonprofit. Um, it's, it's really new right now, just like sure. the book. Um, yep. <laughs> just like uh, the vision board. That's one thing. Um, what would I like to see about autism? This is less tangible. And that's getting to the point to where people see individuals with autism as People first. I like that. And so we we do have a ways to go. Yeah, um, we do. And, and there are some programs out there that I really think, in order for me to see you, I have to do the inner work with me. Right. I have to come from a place of love. I have to come from a place of respect. I have to come from a place of openness. And so to answer your question, the way to move forward with autism is just more people being themselves and more people doing the inner work on them so that you can see other human beings simply as human beings. Wow. Worthy of love, worthy of respect, worthy of education, worthy of medical services, worthy of living life on earth. That's powerful. That's, uh, couldn't put that better together myself, as beautifully said, Katrina. Um, you know, it's also, I think for me, and I share this, and I've shared it many times, and I'm sure you agree, is we also have to change the mindset of Hollywood a little bit and how autism is portrayed to, I believe, uh, because sometimes, I don't know, I'm sure you're aware of this, but 
a lot of times a movie or TV show, you know, shows only one side of autism, which is usually the high functioning, right? Or we don't use that term or, or savants, right? Depending on what you see. So, you know, because a lot of times you talk to, especially the older generations, um, you know, they, they use, I mentioned my son has autism and they used to say to me, well, what's his talent? You know, what, what does he do? Is he, is he a musician? Is he this? And that was not my son. So, um, it's important to, I think, show all sides, right. Uh, when you talk about the spectrum. So that's, that's something I wanted to share with you, but I'm sure you agree with that. Thank you. Yes. Um, and, and that goes along with the book. Um, you know, being able to see and the fact that I am self-publishing the book is that I get to show there's on the cover. Um, my son is on top of the world with no shoes on. Um, and there's no reference to why he has no shoes on, but <laughs> right, right. Link autism and the, the fact that some people don't like socks, don't, don't like shoes. Yeah. It, you, you'll, you'll come away with some knowledge and you'll come away with um, a different perspective um, and be able to see, and you'll be able to see a true representation of what it actually is, what it actually is. Okay. So before we go, Katrina, Anything else you'd like to mention to our listeners, how they can get in touch with you, uh, any information you want to put out there? Again, you know, obviously we want to, anything we can do to help you with this book, get it done, um, you know, whatever, whatever you might need. This is the time to, to ask our listeners for support. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much for your patience. You're, um, <laughs> you're very welcome. I'm so glad welcome. we got a chance to Absolutely. connect. Um, I, they can find me on Facebook okay. at Speak Up Advocacy. Okay. My email address is advocatehaze at gmail.com. Um, they can also pre-order the book at, I have the website. And we can also put this on the website on autismradio.org so we can post all this information as well, Katrina. So Okay, it's heyhip.com forward slash tease world t-e-e-s-w-o-r-w-o-r-l-d um and my email i'm not the email address the website is www.speakupadvocacy.com okay great well folks you heard it here first so katrina we just want to say it's a real pleasure, number one, to have you finally on our program on Hope Saves the Day. Uh, number two, for me, uh, just another amazing advocate that's out there in the trenches helping make a difference in other people's lives and helping so many children um, get, number one, the services they deserve and they need, and just easing the minds of so many parents that are just dealing with a lot already. So I think, you know, you out there are making such a difference and an impact. And, uh, you know, we got to, we got to give mom a little props too, because she had you. So, you know, we definitely do want to make sure uh, mom is mentioned as well. Um, oh, so you, 
You want you to have thank blown her head up. I'm gonna yeah, that's it. We always gotta play pay tribute to mom. And again, uh it's important to do that. But uh but we all want to wish you again from Autism Radio and Hope Saves the Day a huge thank you uh to Katrina and we wish you a happy Thanksgiving to your family. We hope you have a wonderful holiday and many blessings to you as you deserve it for all the work you do in the autism field. So thank you again and really appreciate you spending some time with us on the program. And we want to thank our listeners as always for the continued support of Hope Saves the Day. Again, we're just celebrating our 15th year uh, in doing our podcast radio show. Without you, this would not be possible. So again, we are great, very grateful and thankful for all of you. Uh, again, we want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, a happy, healthy holiday. And we send our love for all their families out there. So just remember that. And as always, we end our program. Remember, until next time, everybody, hope saves the day. Be well, everybody. Hi, I'm Elissa Pizel. I work with Amari Global. I am proud to announce that we have partnered with the Autism Radio family, a cause that is near and dear to my heart. Continue to tune in to Hope Saves a Day every week on autismradio.org. And when you're snapping up your Amari products, don't forget to add promo code AUTISMRADIO to receive $10 off your first purchase. Every time I see your smile, I wonder what you feel Every time you laugh or cry I wonder if it's real You seem trapped inside Please help me understand What is your world like? I want to feel your love I want to know what it's like To laugh and play Imagine a thought that you cannot feel A tear trapped inside Imagine a sound that you cannot make No matter how hard you try I want you to know how I'm feeling I want you to know how it feels to be me I wish you could look into my world And see how I see Hold my hand and remind me To hold on to hope each day Let this song be my voice And remember hope saves the day show you what I see what kind of life will I have what's in store for me don't be afraid just love and hold me I can be all that I can be with your love I can do anything with your love I can see the world like rays of light shine upon me inside of me the 
song be my voice and remember hope saves the day